we have many things that we said we don't know what we don't know, but there are many things inside us that we know that we really don't know. By being a part of these conversations, you get the best out of you, I get the best out of me, and then we create something so beautiful. I believe what I got out of this, the more we're going to have these conversations, the more these conversations going to evolve, we will be able to change by discovering ourselves, yes. by discovering our differences, and collecting all of this in one place. Try this back to emphasize. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. We will. By the way, where are you? Where in the world are you? I'm in Sydney. Australia. I thought you. I thought you. Were. So, <laughs> here's the crazy thing. For some reason, I didn't think you were in Australia. And then when I was setting it up, I was like, "I'm sure you're literally here in Sydney." What yeah, side of Sydney are you in? Western Sydney. Western Sydney. Where? Where? What area? Rudy Say that again. Sorry, that cuts Rudy out. That's why I'm Rudy Hill. I know that area. I used to work out in Mount Jewett, Cranebrook, Penrith, any of those kind of areas. So I actually know Western Sydney quite well, although I have not been there for a while. It was a while yeah. back now. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to the table. I'm so excited you're here and I'm really excited to kind of dive deep into the topic that has been the lens that we've been using over this particular month, which is the importance of the muscle of human intelligence. And I know you've got some thinking around that and some thoughts around that. So I'm pretty interested just to hear where you're coming from on that side of it, why this is a topic that you feel is important. Let's just start there. Awesome. So thank you. Thanks for having me. I think when it comes to human intelligence, the first thing I think about is where are we coming from? Like our past life experiences, our database that we have, how do we operate in, like as human beings? How do we operate? How did we form our identities? And mm. this is my, it, this is the most interesting aspect for me because if you think about all our decisions, like since we are in the decision table, how do we take any decision? You're going to take this decision from based on our identity. So we're going to take a choice based on the identity we have and from where we will get that. Probably we will get it from our past experiences. How did we learn? What did we go through? What did we learn from someone else? Like all these past experiences. So for me, it's, it's more about the decision-making process that we go on as human beings. And one of the most fascinating things that I have been obsessed with is answering the questions, why do we know what we do, but we don't do it? Why do we procrastinate? Mm. Why do we have this overwhelm? Why do we have this kind of fear, which is when you're connected, yeah, it's, it's so human to have those feelings and emotions. And the problem that most people are trying to eliminate this fear thing, oh, you don't have to feel the fear. You don't have to do this. You don't have, we just became so trying to turn human beings into computers, trying to turn human beings into robots and tell them, ah, oh, you have to wake up at this time and do this and do that and do this and, and creating all these 
as if we are like, we, we, we are trying to eliminate this human part of us. And I believe this is our superpower. Mm. What we are trying to eliminate and doubling down on how do we start understanding ourselves and instead of trying to ignore and try to eliminate and try to say, oh, no, we don't, we don't have to feel that way. We don't have to feel our emotions. We have to be strong. We have to do that. We have to do this. And all the shoulds and we have to amass that we are trying. If you think about all this, society is telling you, and if you go to the Facebook, you can say, oh, these people are thinking like that, so we must do that way. And this person is saying that, so I must do it that way. And those people saying, if you do that way, that means it's not good. And we lose ourselves in the process. Mm. We literally eliminating what's who we are. And I found yeah. that's very interesting because when it comes to human intelligence, if you eliminate this part of us, which is emotions, you can't mm. take any decision. Like it's just nonsense. Mm. Trying to eliminate this part of from our identity and from who we are, it's scientifically impossible to try to eliminate emotions from decision making. So many layers we can go down on this, and yes. so we will. We will absolutely. absolutely. You know, and I think there's so many good things of what you're saying there. I think one of the interesting things, though, is if you think about identity, in a lot of ways the world has kind of molded us into creating even words that then we associate then gives us an identity. What do you think about that? Like is our identity actually created because that's how others have wanted us to become or to think like I here's an example you know if I say to you I'm a CEO then you just start thinking what is a CEO what do they look like she must be like that or if I say that I'm a teacher then you get you think of maybe a teacher that you've had and then you put those things on me and identify me as that person I quickly so, will put you in a box <laughs> Yeah. So how do we make sure that we haven't, A, ourselves created identities that are just in a box or that we don't put other people in boxes? Because I think that's actually really damaging when we do things like that. I believe it's more, for us now, it's more about, as you said, it's we are trying just to fit people in the box. Ah, so you are a CEO, and if you say it's a CEO, my idea about CEO, they are doing this. Or if someone yeah. said they are internet marketers, that means internet marketers. Or salesperson, that means salesperson is like that. That is the coach, the coach is doing like this. And if I have a bad experience with someone, one of those, I will put you in this category. And the main idea is to start seeing beyond like beyond the artificial identities, beyond names, like beyond labels, beyond I'm an engineer, I am, I am a coach, I am, I am a leader or I'm a thought leader or whatever category you want to label or you want to put on our, uh, before our names. We want to start looking at human connections. Mm. I believe this is what we are really missing now, especially like, like, you know, like after COVID and we are going, we are all going virtual now for everything. And I believe that we are start, or we started already losing the human connection, like the connection to seeing behind behind the picture on a Facebook. Like I am more than a photo that you are seeing on my on my wall. Mm -hmm. Like 
the just a post on my wall doesn't tell you everything about me. So if you are singing, smiling, and here's you, the thing: what the poster does, it allows me to connect with you because that's what I know, and so that's exactly. where identity helps us to put people in boxes because then we can go, oh, I get that, or I relate to that. Here's the thing: what if we don't relate to it? And and so this is that whole out of the box thinking. It's when you actually change from an identity that people put you into a box versus an identity. Maybe it's a little different to what people have known. Maybe it's not, you know, I don't look the same. I don't sound the same as everyone else that you know. And that's kind of hard if you think of that with connection. We connect with things that we know as human beings. That's the norm. We find it hard to connect to something that maybe is unknown, maybe different to us. And I think that this is where there's an issue between identity, something that we identify as something we know versus an identity that maybe isn't looking like us, doesn't sound like us, and is maybe different. And that's why in a lot of ways the world has created these boxes or buckets or whatever it is where humans are starting to sound the same, look the same, and, and act the same. Absolutely. And I, I think it is the key is to start really focusing on human beings when we talk to them, to go beyond what just the post is. Like behind this post, behind this photo, behind this video, even this conversation yeah. we have now, there is there is a life out there that you might not know about it. And... It's, it's, it's about also our different roles that we are playing in life. So right now, I am playing a certain role with you. But mm -hmm. that comes from what I call it my core identity. It's not going to be the same role that I play with my kids. It's not going to be the same role that I, I behave with my wife, with my clients. It's, it's going to be a different. And I believe the most important aspect to understand that we have to understand that we are playing different roles in life. And it's more about to make sure that these identities that we are playing with or these roles that we are playing, it comes from a core identity, which means that at every single moment, I'm trying to be at most integrated with myself. So I'm creating okay, this so, congruency so, with myself. So explain to me the difference of, I like, honestly, if you get me here on the screen, you get me in my house with my kids, I am literally really similar. Sure, there's moments with my husband that maybe I'm different to what I would be here. It's inappropriate, right? So, but in, in general, the core to who I am is who Absolutely. you see, whether I'm with my kids, whether I'm on. And, now, I don't think this is the same for everyone. I, I think that there are many that have these sort of integrations of who they are. But see, if I do that, and when I tried to do that, I actually felt less connected to me. I couldn't turn up. I felt I felt torn because there were times when I would, I, I, I lost a massive, you know, opportunity in the workspace because I decided that I wanted to be always true to who I am and say it in the way that I wanted to. And in that case, I had to actually dress up like the corporate look. And I couldn't deliver because I wouldn't do that. And because that was incongruent to who I am. I'm talking about things like being out of the box, things like identifying with who you are 
so that we can bring those distinctions to the table because those are the things we actually need at the table these days. Absolutely. Rather than having everyone looking the same, sounding the same, doing things the same, because otherwise then we're going to keep doing it the same way. And Absolutely. And this is this is something that I actually find really interesting topic because we find that when we bring our differences that we often have to almost either uh, you know there's there's been lots of people on this this table and you know they found it very difficult and myself included that we were we were really different when we were young as a kid growing up we didn't sound like other people we thought differently and it was either a strength in some cases but then it ruined relationships because people didn't understand them or in my case I actually tried to be like everyone else. I tried to be that perfect child. I tried to be that perfect student. I tried and I failed miserably at everything in that way, right? Because it wasn't congruent to who I was. And Absolutely. and I I think that this is this is the difficult piece is that if we are trying to be somebody else at different places, then there's always a push and shove within who we are and we're never going to turn up the best. Yet the world is, keeps trying to make us a certain way or feel a certain way or fit into a system in a certain way. Yes, I, I just want to make it clear when I say we are playing a different role, that doesn't mean we are trying to behave as if we are someone else in different directions. Okay, perfect. But what, here's the thing, I, I think mean, in a lot of cases, people are though. Yeah, what, what I mean is, as I said, it's it has to be coming from what, we, what I call the core identity, which is it has a collection of all the knowledge, the experiences, the mm. past experience that you have. And because it's not that easy just like, you know, faking till you make it and to try to behave like someone else. And we all try to do that, like, somewhere in our life, in, in school, like, in, in I work. Failed. I failed. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just to try to fit in. And the problem, the problem with trying to fit in is what I'm calling, like, we really lose ourselves in the process. We, we, really, we really lose our core identity, and we feel that we are out of integrity. We feel that... We are not really congruent because we are trying to be someone else. But what I'm talking about is to understand that the different roles we are playing is based on our core identity. And for me, it's more about also not being attached to identity because I think this is a very important thing. Because sometimes what we do, let's, let's pretend like one of, one of the clients gonna critique something that I'm doing. If I'm gonna be so attached to my identity and say, hey, this is who I am, if you don't like it, you leave, or I have to change it to fit him, now I'm so attached to the identity. Now I'm becoming, I'm saying, no, no, this is who I am, you, you take it or leave it. Now what I'm talking about is to become more open, to say, okay, like, now the way I show it up on that, may, maybe this is something that I can change, or maybe something it's not. So this is gonna come, I'd like to make this connection now to our standards. Because for each, your core identity, you have your own standards. Mm. And I believe this is so important because if we don't have standards, then we're going to have what you are talking about that I'm trying to fit. Because when we are trying to fit what we are really doing, we are trying to tolerate something that we don't want yeah. to. 
Yeah. And the higher our standards, the lower we can tolerate. So, so is it standards some... or is it values or is it both? I think it's gonna. It's always gonna start with what you value first, and from right. what you value, you're gonna start setting your standards. Because if I don't okay. value something, I can't put it as a standard. So at first, I say, okay, like I value this. It's like I give you a very simple example. Let's pretend that I want to go to the gym and I don't feel like it today. Yeah. And at the moment, I'm gonna say, okay, what I'm really valuable the most right now? What's the most valuable mm. thing for me right now? Mm. Is it is health is my value right now, or is comfort is my value right now? And this is again, it's gonna depend. Am I really tired, or am I just not not feeling quite? Yeah. So sometimes you need no. So I'm really value. I'm really valuing my health right now, yes. and because I have high standards for valuing for what I value, then I will go for it. I will go for it. However, if, if really I'm really valuing my health and I'm really in pain or something that I can't really exercise, I can't take a decision not to go because I'm still valuing myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm still valuing my health. So the decision here, as you said, is, is coming from what I'm really valuing first and then I come yes. to my standards and say, okay, like if this is my value, so this is my standards and then the identity going to follow. Another thing that... I would like to talk about that is the idea that when we, t- like the idea fake it till you make it and yeah. try to someone else and just uh, please other people. And I'll tell you something, I did this personally <laughs> and I'm saying, I gotta say it like many times, I can, I can, I can remember many times in my life that I tried to fit in and I tried to say, okay, yeah. like oh, people want this, so I'm going to do it that way. Although like I don't agree, although they don't really like it, but you know, because someone this was, someone was paying me or someone was that and they have to do it their way anyway. And then I realized that the more I was tried, the more I was trying to do that, the more I started to lose myself in the process. And I, yeah. I, I became a person that I, I became too alien to myself. Like, and there, there came a moment in my life that I felt that I'm really betraying myself. And at mm-hmm. that time, I realized, ah, oh, now I am betraying my core identity. I'm betraying as my values. I'm, not, I'm tolerating. I'm not up to my standards. And at this moment, I decided to stop. I said, no, enough is enough. Because I started to lose myself in, in the process. And I'm trying to become someone that I'm not really, you know, this is what created when someone say the inner conflict, the inner conflict yeah. comes from ways because you are really trying to fit in something that you are not and trying to pretend and trying to behave that way. And I'm saying that not to not try to like brag about it. I'm just trying to say is sometimes we think that is the right thing to do. And this is like my message to everyone. Okay, so wait on. So let's, let's go into that piece there. Why did you even go to that point? Why did you get to that point that you were wanting to fit into what the world was trying to tell you to fit into? At, at that time, because my whole understanding that this, is, this was the only way to get what uh. I wanted. You know, so in, in a bigger picture, I'm still I'm still going to where I want to go. Yes. I'm still going on my direction. But then I realized, no. But what is what is the price of that? Is I am tolerating mm-hmm. things that I don't want to tolerate, and the price of that is losing myself in the process. And there came a time I said, no, this is not a price I'm going to pay anymore. 
I right. actually I wasn't aware. Like I came a point that I wasn't really aware that was happening in a in that way. Yeah, like I'm explaining to you right now, and you might think, oh, at that time I was I was so aware of it. I wasn't. It no, became very slowly. But I, isn't that part I, I of the problem? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Because what we are trying to do, we are trying to fit. We are trying Mm -hmm. to look like others. We are trying to be like I'll tell you something. This happened when I was like I think I was eight, nine years old, something like that. So just last year or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two years ago. And uh, my teacher told my mother that I'm a hopeless case and there is no way on planet Earth that I will learn anything and they shouldn't invest anything in my education. And she told her, like, he's a hopeless kid. There is no way I've never seen like this in my life. And my parents at that time did their best to try like, oh, private lessons and do this and do that. And... (laughs) to try to do it. And I came like, sometimes I feel, okay, like I don't understand what, what they are talking about, why they are doing that. Mm-hmm. And then came a time that then came a time that you become, okay, you start to change and say, okay, like now, now it starts to make sense. But for me, how, what happened to me, I started to realize there are patterns that yeah. people want. So I start, I became very good at doing what the patterns of the people, so I started very good at, I became very good at treating people patterns and just behave the way they want. So what do you want me to pass the exam? I do one, two, three, okay, I will do one, two, three, so I can pass the exam. I, you want me to get this, I can do this. So I started to read that, I, I became very good at doing that. Yes. But then again, yes. I, I was doing that, but I, I wasn't really aware of that. Till later I started to realize, oh, I was really good at treating patterns. I was really good at saying, oh, okay, looks like they didn't like it that way, so, but again, it was more. It, it was me trying to look for approval, look for mm-hmm. pleasing other people, look for okay, how I make those people happy, how 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 can I fit in? But then again, it's all. I, I think it all comes from two types of fear that we have: the fear of failure. We start feeling that we are not enough. Yeah. And the fear of not being accepted in the tribe and kicked out of the tribe, which is the fear of oh, I just try to fit me in. We wanna mm. we wanna stay in the tribe. I think this is something in our DNA. We always wanna try to fit somewhere to not get kicked out of the tribe. We wanna be staying there because if you think about historically, if we're gonna kicked out of the tribe, we're gonna die. We're gonna we're gonna be about yeah. ourselves, and we have a higher chance to die. But I think this is not applicable right now because now you can find your tribe. Mm. You can easily, and I think that one of the things that the decision table is doing now is bringing more people from different cultures, different backgrounds, yes. different voices in the play to say what they want. And then people are going to start to realize, oh, I like this person. Oh, I don't like this person. I resonate with that person. I don't resonate with that person. And we kind of start to have this more open-minded conversation and look at different opinions. Because sometimes I might not yeah. agree with every single thing that you are saying yeah. but i might find ah oh, okay there is there is a bit of connection here i can i can see that i can integrate that part in my life and i can benefit from that and you can benefit from other things that so we, we we no longer need to fit in exactly in a box we no longer need to do that i think like what happened in, in the last i think like with the internet and everything happening now 
as you said, we are becoming more the same people. We are trying to, I work from home, so I do everything like from home. So that means your office is, is the same, the same place that you meet your kids, your husband, like your family, it, it's all there. So mm. you don't have time to shape, shift every two seconds. I go to the office, then I, I gonna start behaving a certain way or I go back mm. out of the office, I gonna be start behaving different way. We are becoming more congruent now. And I believe even if someone is going to the office and doing this, you still can do that. You yeah. still can do that. Yes. Like there's just so many things I want to say about all of that you just said. Firstly, it sounds like you're talking like I do on the table. So well done. And uh, I feel like I don't even need to say anything because you were saying it right there. It's like listening to the reflection of what I say on the table a lot. So you're so right in the way that part of what's coming to the table is all these different cultures, different generations, different thinkings, different lenses in which we can start having a different conversation. And and so that's really important. What I find it really interesting is this, that we often are looking for that other thing that we can identify, that we can connect with. And I think that part of this is the fact that we are so different and that that difference is now not a negative thing. It is actually the positive thing. It is the thing Absolutely. that will us to evolve at the table and to, to start moving from where we are to keep shifting forward. What is interesting about that is whether or not we are open to having a different tribe. And that's what I spent the whole of last month on looking through the lens of the need for a new approach to leadership, right? That in a lot of ways, leadership has looked a certain way. It sounded a certain way. It's if you fit in this way, then you must be going to be a great leader. If you do these three principles, you will be the best leader ever. And so there was a certain, you know, way that leadership sort of fell into place. And I really felt that as I began having more and more conversations, you know, throughout the years and gained different insights, there was this real need for us to do it differently. And I think part of that different is being a different tribe, creating a different tribe of leaders, you know, across the globe. And that is not as easy as it sounds. It really truly isn't because we tend to as humans want to connect and this goes back to something we can identify with or to or that it's looked like me so I can feel comfortable. And I think that the interesting part of this is that when we're connecting with a tribe that maybe is a tribe of humans, so that's our sameness there, but we're bringing all those different things to the table, it can get uncomfortable when we don't always agree at the table, when we don't always think the same. How do we narrow that gap between what is kind of the way that it's been rolling, in other words, everyone looking the same, sounding the same, doing the same things at the same tables, to maybe now going we need to have different tribes at the table we you know this tribe is full of you know all these differences these people that maybe at times we've not understood maybe we don't even agree with most of what they say but there might be something that we do how do we narrow that gap i believe it's it's more about understanding that again we don't just have one aspect of our lives 
So when, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. Like, let's talk about Facebook groups because this is one of the things that people join a group and it's a tribe. So you join this group as a tribe. So when someone, let's say that someone is joining a parenting group. Mm. So I'm joining this group as a dad, as a parent. Now, when you are joining this group as a parent, now people are going to start to look at you that, oh, he's a parent, and this is how parents should start to behave and should start to do. Yeah. And if you look, if you join a CEO group, so now, oh, now he's a CEO, and this is how CEO behave, and this is what CEO do. But it's, again, more to understand that we have different aspects of life. So I'm saying the core identity is the same CEO, is the same parent, the same thing. This is, it all comes from the core identity. And the more we're going to start looking and understand that all our human behavior has a positive intention, even if it has a negative impact. Mm-hmm. It's all about thinking positive. We are trying to do something positive for ourselves all the time, even, even if it, we do it in a, like even it has a negative impact sometimes. We don't mean to do that. So even when, if you look at answering your question, why we have this gap, we have this gap because we are trying to protect ourselves. Because we think that if I can hear someone from other tribe, that means I am not loyal to my tribe. Oh, if I hear so that, that, that means, exactly. I, uh, that means, uh, so I have my own tribe. We have like our values, our standards, our principles. And if I going to listen to other tribe, that means you are telling me to believe what you believe and to, to behave as you behave, and I don't want to do that. So I, I think this is when we start, the first thing we start to protect ourselves, and we say, okay, no, I don't want to hear that. I'm just going to stop doing that. I don't want to listen to what they are doing. This is nonsense. I, I don't resonate with that because it's so different from what I'm doing. But if we start understanding that, okay, like, the other tribe is not going to take over your tribe anyway. Like there is no, we are no longer living that. Oh, we're going to take over the other tribe and do that. This is not the main problem now. And again, if anyone believes that their values, their beliefs can, are so fragile that it can be challenged that way, we have to check our values and our beliefs. If we are so scared to, and if we are so protective for our values and beliefs, that means we have to check it in. We have to see, to look what we have here, why we are, why do we believe that we need to protect that? The second thing, we need to, be, to start to become open-minded that we don't know everything and we might evolve. Like, I might not have been here if, like, if you met me like 15 years ago, <laughs> I might not have been here. Mm-hmm. But because we have evolved, I have evolved to a certain way, so I can become part of this or have the thoughts, the, the knowledge that I have now. It's going to be different. So we need to understand also that the way we're going to narrow this gap is by understanding the first thing that we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And there is, there is much more that we can find in common in other tribes and other people and other beliefs and other values that we don't really we might not understand it and we don't need to literally like we don't, we don't need to approve it. We just can't accept yeah. the difference. Yeah. yeah. And, I and think I that, that's the difference, right? That's the difference exactly. is, is that we feel that if we hang out with a certain person, if we 
you know, connected with that person somehow that we're approving of everything they do in their life. No, that's not what we're saying. But we're saying, hey, I, I approve of you as a human and I want to give space to you to have a voice at the table and I'm going to take what I need from this and give and add to that and own whatever it is that I need to from this conversation. But it doesn't mean that we have to love and adore everything that someone else is if it's not the same as our values or our standards, right? I think that that is a really important piece of it. I also think, and something that I really am questioning from our conversation right now, and that is this, that I think that, you know, the problem is that you're saying when we go into that Facebook group where the, the mom or the dad, we go into the other one, it's the CEO. I think that this is the major problem is that it shouldn't be any different whether you go into that Facebook group as a CEO or whether you go into the Facebook group as a mom or a dad. And that is where the problem is because it is different. It is different. But if we can be, I'm a, I'm a CEO, I'm a founder, I'm a mom, I'm a, I'm a many hats chick actually. And I'm that person, whether I'm in that group or not in that group, if I can't be that person, then I'm not going to be adding the fullest to the table. And I think that in a lot of the ways that we've created systems or we've put people into things that actually we've only done it as part of it, we're not taking the whole person in on that. And I think Absolutely. what if we could actually realize that when we go back to the the human side of it all, we're actually taking the whole human in as stakeholders at the table. And when I mean by that is that whatever that data is within us as a human, that is what's important. So that data that I've learned through the experiences I have had as a, a mom to six kids, there are some pretty cool learnings that Absolutely. I can help and bring to the table on that. Plus being in you know, running companies and things like that. There are some great learnings in there. Then there's great learnings from the fact that I was nomadic for so many years and the learnings within the culture work that I did, you know, that can be added into there. But that's the data that is within me from A, the things that I put in through my brain, but through my body, through the physical, through the spiritual, through the, if I, if we don't take that on board as a whole, then there's much learning that you actually leave behind on the table if you don't. And I think that's actually the major problem is that we're not seeing people as a whole. We're only wanting to see people as a part. Any thoughts around that? Exactly. So when you say i am this i am that i am this i am that that's what creates your core identity all those experiences all those learning it just become your core identity and by being present in the moments when you are talking to your kids at a certain point that doesn't mean oh i am a mom that means i'm not gonna i'm not gonna use something that i learned actually we can't do that <laughs> i'm not gonna use something that i learned from my work or something no it's more about at a really? time you're gonna be no, no, no. Can I challenge that? Because yeah. I can tell you that I probably will use something that I've learned from there and vice exactly. versa. That I will actually use something exactly. that I've learned. This is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. you're going to yeah. use it. So you can't say I'm a mom 
and I am now a mom and I'm talking to my son, that means I can't use something I'll learn it because this is your core identity. You can't ignore yeah. it. You can't just say, oh, okay, I'm a mom now, so that means I'm not going to use anything that I learned from work. Or I am a coach now, that, that means I read a, a book about parenting and I learned something from my experience with my kids. I'm not going to use it now while I'm coaching mm-hmm. someone because he, they are not kids. And they say, no, this is nonsense. It's more about looking, as you said, it's more about looking at people as a whole. This yeah. person has emotions, has a family, they have a background, they have a story. And I believe this is, especially when we are talking to leaders, the more we're going to start see people, the more we're going to start to people as a whole, not just as a coach, as a CEO, as a, as a mom, yeah. as a dad, and see that, understand that the, this person has a story. This person has a whole life that, that is different, that has ups and downs, that has something that I might agree with and something that I would totally disagree with. But by accepting the person in my presence right now, this is what they are saying. This is what they mm-hmm. are doing because this is all we got. This is all what we have right now. I can't. Yes, yes. I, I, I believe uh, there's an amazing book called The Four Agreements by Don uh, Miguel Ruiz. And one of the things that he was talking about is, is sometimes when we start dealing with other people, we have all those boxes in our head, like, oh, this is this person or by that, and we start to make assumptions. Ah, so this person is doing that, and then we start judging them. And one of the most fascinating things that he said in the book, he said, we pay as humans, we are the only species that we pay for the same mistake more than once. So we don't be judged only one time. So like if, if there is a justice, you just, if you make a mistake, you're just going to pay for it one time. I made this mistake once, I pay for it one time, and that's it. But for us, we don't do that because we have a memory and we store and say, oh, you did this 10 years ago. And we still can remember, like even if it's like after 10 years, we have very amazing experiences after that. Oh, but 10 years ago, you said that. I have people like from my old friends come to me now. Oh, but you, 10 years ago, you said that. I said that was 10 years ago. I was a different person. Now you're, you're, now you're believing in things that or you're agreeing on things that you rejected like three years ago. Of course I'm doing because now I am different. Now I am evolving. And this is, this is another thing. I believe this is another thing also about attachment to our identity because we need to understand that we are evolving. There is an evolution. We are growing. There's no way you're going to say, oh, this is who I am and I can't change. This is my values. This is my goals. This is my standards. And you can't check them and you can't talk to me and I will never listen. Because sometimes, as we said, you need to accept the mm-hmm. other point of view. And you might say, oh, you know what? This is so interesting. I might take that part of this and yeah. integrate it with what I'm doing. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean like I'm approving every single thing that the other person is doing. I don't have to do that. I'm just accepting this part and trying to integrate it in my, in my life. Mm-hmm. So the more I believe, the more we realize that it's never about just, oh, this is my way and this is the only way. Because yeah. if we are not growing, we are dying. Yeah. There is no other way. Yeah. And the more we evolve, so the more we, we learn. How do we do this more effectively across the global leadership landscape? Like there's a need for us as leaders, as we've agreed on at this table, 
for leaders to see each other as whole at the table and to be able to bring that, even if we disagree with lots, because it doesn't work with our value system and it's not up to the standard of what we are, you know, saying as a non-negotiable, as an individual. How can we do that as a collective better and go, yes, but we're taking that piece. Yes, we're listening better. Yes, we know that the differences are actually the other perceptions that or perspectives that we need to have at the table and we're not going to be assuming that we know everything. How can we do that better? I believe it starts within ourselves first. Like in myself first, I have to start to say, okay, I don't know everything. Yeah. Because once I start to realize that, I will become more open to understand and listen to someone else. If I just gonna start with myself and being honest, I think the first thing is self-honesty. It's gonna yeah. start from there. I, I know that we are looking for a collective thing, but again, like to change the collective, we need to start with the individuals first. And mm -hmm. each individual, if we just wanna start with ourselves and accept and say, okay, be honest with myself. I know that I don't know everything. Mm. I know that I, I am learning. I know that I'm growing. I know that 12 months ago, I am now evolving. I learned it a lot. There are many things that I was believing before that I'm not believing now, or I agreed for it now, but yes. I'm not agreeing for it now. And that means there is another, there is another thing that I might learn. Yes. And there is another thing also I might disbelieve that I was believing in it before. Yeah. So yeah. I believe it started with self-honesty first. The second thing is self-awareness because, mm. again, I know that we are trying to change the collective again, but again, changing the collective can start with changing individuals first because You're if right. we don't have this individual responsibility that, ah, okay, like I am honest within myself, I am aware of what's happening. And people think that if... This is actually what happened with me at first when I started to become aware of my inner conflict. And what's what's our first like reaction? We want to try to escape from that. We want to start to. We are trying to hide it. We are trying to avoid it because we are afraid of of this conflict. Mm -hmm. But the more we can start, this is gonna move to the next, the third step, which is self acceptance. Is to accept ourselves the way we are right now. That accept that we don't know everything accept that we still can evolve and no matter how old we are or how, how long we have we been doing something, that there is still be a better way. There might be a different way. There might be an easier way. And by being open, just, just by being open to the thought that, oh, okay, you know what, there might be an easier way. Mm. You know what, there might be, there might be a different way. It, it might not be the perfect way yes. because it doesn't exist. <laughs> but there might be there might be a better way or yeah. when I look at your way I say you know what I don't really agree with everything you're saying yeah. but I might take this part from you that mm -hmm. you said and I start to integrate it within myself and this is where the collective gonna start because we're gonna create partnership and say okay like I don't yeah. know everything about this subject so I know Kerry Marie she's gonna talk about that because she's mm -hmm. better than me in talking about that but again, if I'm not honest with myself and say, I don't know about yeah. that, if I'm not aware of myself, if I'm not accepting that within myself, first, I couldn't take that decision internally first yeah. before I started going. And instead of seeing this as something that I am lacking, I see this now 
as my strength that oh i don't need to know exactly i don't need to know anything because i have someone else like you who knows better than me in different areas but so i get that and i so agree with you on all of that here's the thing that i find really interesting i think that you know we need to be honest with ourselves as individuals and here's the thing that and you're right we don't know what we don't know and here's the thing as an individual when you don't know what you don't know But when you do, I believe there becomes a responsibility and ownership. So now that I know this, what am I going to do with this beyond me to maybe your sphere of influence and then as a collective? That's where I bridge that back up. So firstly, it has to come down to the individual. It has to, as an individual, we have to evolve. We have to be learning. We don't know what we don't know, but when we do, there is a responsibility for us to do what with that something. And I really truly believe that because I think that if it isn't a responsibility, then it's an excuse or it's someone else's now, you know, responsibility to do that. And so we move away from it. When we own it, because we now know it, we've been aware of something, it's like, well, what are we going to own from that now? What are we going to say? Because we know this as a truth and we're aware of this, like what we've talked about, for example, today on the decision table, we've said, hey, There's this real need for leadership across the globe to see each other as a whole, not as just parts of. To turn up at the table knowing that we can be different, knowing that we might have different values, different standards, but we know ours and we know what we're about. Where does that move into the responsibility as a collective? So... There is, I think there is always when we talk about responsibility, I think from since we are young, we have this resistance to being responsible because oh, you are responsible for this thing and okay, you are all the word still. Ownership. Ownership. Where's yes, the ownership? exactly. So I just want to I just want to reframe that responsibility is, is our ability to respond. So it's my ability to respond to something. So as you said, now you have this knowledge that you don't know everything. Now you have yeah. this. How are you going to respond to that? Mm. So I believe this is going to become, again, this is going to become our power. Because if I know what I know now, so if I have the data, and I go, okay, like I don't know that now, but I know like someone else who can do yes. that. I can start behaving from that place with power, not with, not with weakness, most with lack. Because mm. I know what I know, and I know that I'm really good at what I'm doing. I don't know everything <laughs> and I don't need to know everything and again when it comes to as you said if I own it I can't change it mm-hmm. the time that we become we have this ownership and let's get it from our head that because sometimes what happened people say okay I don't know it uh, that means I have to learn it myself or I have to develop the experience in that and it's going to become to understand that what are our genius? Mm-hmm. What's our zone of genius? Because sometimes, yeah, there are many things that I don't know and I'm not really interested in knowing because there's <laughs> someone else who is better than me who can do it better than me and I'm not really interested in learning how to do it because I don't really want to do it because this is not, this is not where my genius is. 
So again, if you think about it, it's going to become more how you become loyal to your genius. Mm. How you become loyal to your genius, your own genius. You know that, you know what? I am as a leader or as a person, this is my genius. My area of genius, my zone of genius is doing this. Mm. And I don't really want to, I don't really want to, disturb myself or distract myself with doing so many other things and this is my strength so i can bring someone else like Carrie marie she can do that because she's mm -hmm. better than me in doing that i don't need to, to do that yes so again the way we're gonna change i'm repeating this a lot but the way we're gonna change the collective is gonna start with us as individuals we need to understand this as individuals and this is i think this is your role mm -hmm. comes in now the way you are building this tribe mm. by having this tribe now understanding you know what we are a tribe that we know that we are different yes. and this is our strength yeah the strength of this tribe that we know we we are meeting and before we go you know what man we are different yeah <laughs> so we are not oh. trying and, and this is, is embraced at the table like exactly. we want you to be different yeah and the more we just start to embrace this mm. this is the point that's gonna become where we meet because we know and we accept our differences because mm. if i'm going to a place and say hey we are always looking for similarities so our similarity here gonna be that we know we are different yeah we know Isn't that we funny? Different. that's an oxymoron <laughs> in itself right <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we, this is, a, we know I, I'm going to the place and I know that every single person I'm going to meet there is different than me. And this is what is, what makes us similar in that place, that we are all different. We all have different ideas. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different beliefs, different standards, different values. Yes. And when you start, when you start to marry all those values, all those standards, all the beliefs, you will come up with something so beautiful yeah so amazing because it's gonna take the best of each one of us and create this amazing thing mm. Mm. so it's taking the energy it's like think like that it's it's like one plus one equals three not equal two mm. because you are not you're not just adding oh this one plus one you're adding the sum of yeah. all the possible three and the best of the best of the best we are we are not just trying to add individuals to each other we are trying to add the best plus the best so you can get some, such an amazing yeah. thing it's like the energy like we are having in this conversation mm. right now like i think mm. we can feel it yes energy is not just coming from me and you it is just coming from your vision from mm. from your understanding to the tribe from looking i feel the energy of the tribe now because yeah this is what i'm talking about them and i'm talking mm. i'm not talking just about myself i'm talking about you so you can feel this energy so one plus one mm. equal three equal more I, <laughs> I really really truly love you and you know that's what I'm going to take from our conversation. So that's the question that I always ask at the end of this decision table is what are you going to take from this conversation? And for me, it's interesting because you've come, you've brought it back to the tribe a lot. And part of what I am creating over the next little while is what the leaders movement tribe. And I really want a whole lot of, and it's going to start with a lot of 
personal invitations to leaders to come in and be a part of that. And you you will receive one as well yourself because anyone that's been on the decision table will be invited to it because it's I've loved every conversation that I've had on this table because it's been so different. And amazing, awesome humans doing so many beautiful things across the globe, but often feeling that we are isolated in what we're doing and what we want to do is join together as a collective and, and bring this, this energy that you feel to a tribe of other awesome people who are wanting the same thing, that they want to see that we want to shift from problem to solution across the globe. And that happens as us as individuals, knowing who we are, but bringing those individuals together as a collective. So I couldn't have said it better myself in that way around the whole tribal side of it. And I think that this is where we begin to connect as amazing humans doing amazing things but also going, hey, we don't know it all. We yeah. don't have it all figured out. And we're all evolving. But the, the be all and end all is we want to keep shifting from the problems that we're seeing to solutions at the table. And for me, that's what I'm taking from it is that whole tribal side of it and really going, how do we do that in, like I'm already creating how that looks like to bring people to the table. But I love that as we have a conversation in that time that I bring the people, everyone, yourself hopefully as well included in that, to the table that we can have some of this conversation of how that tribe can look and look really different yet have that connection because they're a part of something that is the collective. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are you taking from our conversation today? Actually, I'm surprised with what we like, where we started and <laughs> where we oh, are now. <laughs> but this is, this is the amazing thing about having different conversations. Like, yeah. I think I've never had a conversation about that before with anyone. And I think that's the beauty of it is realize that also we, we have many things that we said we don't know what we don't know. But there are many things inside us that we know that we really don't know. And yeah. by being a part of these conversations, we start, you get the best out of you, I get the best out of me, and then we create something so beautiful. So yeah. I, yeah. I believe what I got out of this, the more we're going to have these conversations, the more these conversations are going to evolve, the more we're going to have, we will be able, as you said, to change the collective. Yeah. By discovering ourselves, yes by discovering our differences and collecting all of this in one place. Yeah, I love that. The collection of the differences Absolutely. collide in one place. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if people want to know more about you and get to know you more and maybe find out how to you know, know you better and what you do, how do they do that? So the best way is my, my Facebook page is Khaled Mazia, the same name that appears on the screen. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that my website is KhaledMazia.com, exactly the same name that I have. I love that about social media these days. It's kind of easy to say, yep, pretty much follow that person that you see right there now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it makes it a lot more simple. I remember the days when you sort of had to say their websites or the, you know, and it was like, okay, actually just find me 
yeah, and, yeah. Uh, if people want to they can find you Exactly. We're about to end this in a minute, but I'd really love, I've loved having you on here, Carla. Like seriously, it's just beautiful having someone who is willing to have a conversation and go wherever that conversation takes you. And really just, you know, like even if it's not all sorted out, even if it's not all figured out, even if it's not that we know exactly what it is that we're trying to say or not say we've kind of just been talking about it and I love that I love the fact that you've been willing to to just have this back and forward kind of conversation and really understand I think where I'm coming from with it where you're coming from with it listening to each other and then going wow this is kind of where we ended up at the end like how amazing was that and I really appreciate the fact that you've been willing to have that conversation today and to do this in a way that others can hopefully learn from this. I think there's been a lot of droplets of wisdom that have come from our conversation today that others can learn from and maybe not make that mistake again and again and again. You know, maybe now is a good thing to realize that some of the things that we've learned on our journey, that we're saying this not because... You know, you said an interesting, I'm not trying to be someone great or something. I can't remember the exact words, but I was like, even if you were, I'd be okay with that because that's just who you are. But I think that what it is, is that we say these things, not because we're trying to be someone or something, but we want people to learn from it. We want people to gain new insights, to think a little bit different and maybe even use the muscle of human intelligence to actually be able to make better decisions at the table. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd like to thank you for what you are doing. I actually would like to thank you for all your efforts that you are doing right now because I believe your message now, you are going to the leaders and we're going to change the collective is by changing the leaders, the head, and then everything going to go from there. So thank you so much for all you are doing. You are so welcome. And thank you so much for being here on the decision table. I'm going to end the broadcast now. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.